From Women's Health Australia, this is Uninterrupted. I'm Editor-in-Chief, Lisa Gebelagen. When we catch up with Stephanie Miller, or Steph Claire Smith as you probably know her, it's the morning after a less than restful night with her teething baby Harvey. Yeah, a lot has changed for the fitness and wellbeing entrepreneur over the past year or so, making the Australian Financial Reviews list of the 100 wealthiest Australians under the age of 40 aside. Steph is now worth an estimated $36 million thanks to Keep It Cleaner, which she co-founded with best mate Laura Henshaw. She does her best, like so many of us, to juggle parenthood with work, life, lockdowns, exercise and everything else. In this episode, she talks to our commissioning editor, Alex Davies, about trusting your gut, especially when it comes to her first baby kick, her journey back to exercise after giving birth and the power of the word no. Steph, hi. Thank you Hello. so much for being here with us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm sorry if I'm looking a little uh, disheveled. I am. Um, actually, I, try, I tried my best to, to look pretty good for this. I was, I was like, like, you're definitely not looking disheveled. <laughs> no, I definitely look a lot different to how I would usually look at this time in the morning. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm doing good though. Harvey's Harvey's teething. He's had his first two teeth come through for the last couple of oh. days. So his sleep has changed a little bit, but we're doing good. Yeah, getting there. Um, so I was going to say this podcast episode comes out around the same time as your new Women's Health cover for us, which is so exciting. Your third cover for us. Um, yeah. And I was having a look and the last one came out in July 2019. And I can't even believe how much has happened for you since then. But, mm. you know, maybe for those who don't know or, you know, what are some of the biggest milestones or changes for you in the last, I guess, what, well, nearly three years, but two and a half years or so? It's crazy when you think about it, like how long that has been. Um, and I think it's funny because I keep saying to people, COVID's warped time for me. Like I just, I feel like when I think back to what's happened in 2018, 2019 and even 2020, it's so confusing to me, like that things have, have been over a year ago. Or it's just, it's completely yeah. warped time in my brain. But no, a lot's happened since that cover. Um I suppose I'll start with life and then I'll get into to work. But um, in that time, Josh and I have been married. Uh, you know, we went into lockdown together um, when we were meant to be going on our honeymoon. So we got pregnant instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, in that time as well, we've also had, had Harvey. So I think obviously life-wise they've been the biggest milestones and um, in a funny way we were actually really – fortunate to have gone through those things throughout lockdown I think being pregnant you know it was really nice to take that time slowly especially in that first trimester where I was very very fatigued um I wouldn't have been able to really keep up with my my routine that that was back then that was quite hustle and bustle and you know interstate every week and that would have been really difficult for me in that time so I was grateful that we were actually able to take it slow and so I think when Harvey was born going back into lockdown in that time, again, we were kind of grateful because when they're newborns, it's not like you really want to leave the house anyway and you kind of get in this little bubble together and I was just super grateful that Josh could be there with us. I know a lot of people aren't able to have their partner with them for very long and um, due to lockdown and situations changing, he was super flexible. So we've both been really hands-on with Harvey for the whole first seven months of his life which has been amazing and obviously this is when we're recording it he's seven months old but he'll be much older when this comes out which is so exciting um and that's that's kind of the life update but kick has also had some 
incredible, incredibly exciting milestones. I mean, we relaunched the the program, um, which feels like so long ago. It feels like <laughs> we've always had those incredible trainers. But the whole main reason we did that was to bring more variety and um, more faces to the app. And it's it's been so great. The community's responded so well to all the new content and the new trainers. And we just continue to get feedback from them and um, continue to make the app even better and bigger. And yeah, we have so many plans and so many exciting things happening, but yeah, a lot's happened. And then even within the team themselves, you know, our kick team in the office, there's 15 of us now, which is crazy. It's so exciting (laughs) seeing the team grow. We've brought our tech team in house, which was a challenge in itself, but it's been so, so amazing. And it's, it's so incredible getting to work even closer, I suppose, to that side of the business as well and understand that a whole, on a whole nother level, having them in-house. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of exciting things have happened in that time. <laughs> it's yeah, been great. But like you say, it, sometimes it feels like it's gone in a flash. I think especially the past year with the pandemic, sometimes it feels like it's time has gone so slowly and then Absolutely. other times you can't believe it's been you know, we've just spoken about this time and stuff, but you know, how's Harvey? He's so gorgeous on your Instagram and things, but yeah, seems like a real character. He is a real character and we're, we're super blessed. Like he is happy and healthy and, you know, we haven't had any, um, any troubles in that, in that kind of health department, which has been amazing. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, and he's, yeah, he's generally happy. I mean, the only times he's not happy is when he hasn't been sleeping right. And that's generally, because of something that we've done and, you know, have maybe skipped an app or something like that. So he's, he's been really, really easy to manage, which has been amazing. Um, he's, he's so beautiful. <laughs> just, I, I, I keep saying to myself, like, I can't love him anymore. Like, this is it. I, I've never loved something like this before. And then each day I somehow find more love to give. And it's, <laughs> he's just so amazing. And it, yeah, it seems so corny to say all that stuff, but he's just, I don't know. It's a love like no other. And he's, he's special. <laughs> he's, he's really grabbed me. Um, but we're doing really well. I mean, it is a whole new thing for, for your relationship, for sure. It is a challenge and something to balance with everything else in life. And, but Josh and I have, have gotten through it. I think one of the biggest things that we've learned in this time, which is, I think, a lesson in, in so many facets of life, whether it's work or just relationships in general, but open communication and just being really, really honest with each other and open about, you know, when we're struggling and when we need to tap out and then the other person needs to tap in and just being able to read each other because when you're sleep deprived, (laughs) it's, it's really hard to, I think, think straight and, you know, maybe make the best decisions or, um, react the best way. Sometimes we don't. Um, but I think because we're very understanding of each other and we've both been in that position, where we've been the one that's been up with him or um, have been struggling with him. We're able to kind of, yeah, tap out when we need to and the other one's able to kind of tap in. So very, very grateful that we have this little team going on. It's um, It's been really nice, especially I think going back to work and trying to balance that into it all as well. I'm, I'm super fortunate to, that I can feel super comfortable leaving him with, with Josh and that they – they get along really, really well, and it's it's really, really beautiful to see. I think it's a really nice thing when you get to see the love of your life, you know, connect so much with your baby, and just I don't know, it's this little family unit. It's a really, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, but we're good, and as I mentioned earlier, he's teething, which is um, it's kind of exciting. It's one of those things, these milestones that happen, like rolling over or teething. 
you get really excited for them and you can't wait for them to happen. Um, I think because you know that they're going to happen. Like I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she was like, why are you excited for teething? You realize they're going to like bite down on your nipples. And like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not all that fun all the time, but it's just, to me, it's just so fascinating every time they go through something like that, whether it's a growth spurt or, a, you know, a development, it's just so cool watching it happen. Um, but yes, it is, it's been a bit troublesome with his sleep and the poor thing. He just wants to be held all the time. You know, he's just yeah. <laughs> when he's teething, but you, I mean, you understand, you can't tell them, they can't understand what's happening. And I couldn't even imagine how confusing that would be. <laughs> and it's so nice as well. Are you saying about those milestones? I mean, I've got a nephew and even just looking back on videos or photos that don't feel that long ago and you're like, mm. oh my goodness, you feel it feels like they're so they change so much I know everyone says that but the change and the difference you're like oh my god is that the same is that the same baby like it's mad oh absolutely I mean I constantly catch myself looking at newborn photos of Harvey and that wasn't even that long ago but it feels like it feels like he's been in our lives forever like I can't remember life without him and I know that's you know something that everyone says but it's so true and um it, it really does all happen super quick so for me I just try and make sure I'm really in the moment with him as much as I can um, every day and really soaking it, it all up. And I've told Josh if any major milestones happen while I'm at work, lie to me. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell miss me. Thing, don't worry. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like parenthood is, you know, how has it changed your outlook, I guess, or the way you see certain things? Uh, absolutely. I think, I mean, obviously your pri- priorities change um, and – but it does make you look at life a whole a whole lot different. I mean, I just have this huge protective instinct. It's um, I think that's been pretty amazing to see. It's something I wasn't expecting. I didn't really, not that I wasn't expecting it. I didn't even think about it before going into pregnancy, what it would be like. But the motherly instinct is crazy strong. <laughs> and I think, um, I think, you know, whether it's just, being half asleep all the time is in like when you're asleep at night I'm not actually ever fully asleep like I can wake up to the drop of a hat because I'm just ready to bounce um but it's just this really really strong instinct which is which is so crazy but yeah it's like my life revolves around him and I'm totally okay with that like my days are keeping him alive um and making him thrive and be happy and have the best life and that is my number one priority and I I love it I mean I have always, you know, loved looking after people or doing things for people and, you know, but I'm, I definitely have still been quite a selfish person in the past. And I don't mean that as a, in a, in a negative way. I just, you know, I had my own things and my own dreams and my own things that I wanted to do and put myself first a lot. And I think now it's like, I couldn't even imagine doing that. (laughs) I mean, to a point, like, obviously I still, I make time for me. It's really important you know, for me to still make time for me and um, have that me time to kind of recharge and be ready to look after him again. But at the same time, it's just whatever he needs, whatever we need to do to, yeah, have him okay and happy. Like I, w- I want to do that. And I, my whole life is now playing around him, which, which I kind of love. Um, so I think it, that's changed our life completely, obviously. And when it comes, even when it comes to the simple things like going out with friends or going out for dinner and stuff like that, obviously, you know, everything needs to be planned now. Josh and I were very much wing it people. We were very much just go with the flow, kind of laid back in, in that way. We're not really structured in our lives, but now we've had to become this way. And I think 
I think that that took some time to get used to. Even I think I might have got used to it a little bit quicker than Josh did because there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment when he was kind of coming out of that newborn stage where their naps become a lot more structured. You know, they kind of need to be in a dark room, need to be in a cot, and not just you know sleep anywhere. And I mean, a lot of kids are different, but for Harvey, it certainly had to be that way. I mean, he did have to have some structure and routine. And Josh was kind of like, wait, so we can't just like take him for dinner and he can't just like fall asleep in the pram next to me and I was like well in a dream world that would happen but it's very unlikely that that would happen and you know now he's got his bed routine and that's what he's used to and so he's got a bedtime and I was trying to explain it to him and he's like so so we're just never gonna go out for dinner ever again I was like no we can go out for dinner we just have to think ahead we have to plan ahead and you know we know mum's over here on Thursday night so maybe that can be our date night or like you know, if we want to go out on a Saturday night, we just have to think ahead and have your mum or something, someone here to look after him. Like someone has to be home with him. And I think it just took him time to click. But, you know, it's it's just because we've been so used to being able to do whatever we want when we want. It's kind of like yeah, when you course. turn 18 and you suddenly can drive and um, go and leave the house without having to ask your mum or dad or your brother or sister or anyone to to drop you somewhere you have that freedom it's like that's now <laughs> being taken away you need to think about <laughs> Gone backwards. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you mentioned obviously about you know that time for you and I'd love to know if there are any kind of well-being or wellness kind of non-negotiables I guess that you know even if you've just got a few minutes or a gap here and there that you always try and bring into your day in some sort of way yeah absolutely uh, my biggest non-negotiable is moving my body and that is in any way, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't have to be a full on hit kick workout. It doesn't have to be a strength workout. Um, it could just be a walk around the block or it could be stretching. Um, but I have to move my body every day. It makes me feel like me. It makes me feel energized. Uh, and it's, it's just a part of my routine, like brushing my teeth. So if I don't do it, I'd feel weird. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and I've been able to do that. I was really, really fortunate throughout my pregnancy that I was able to stay quite active and you know I mean towards the end it did have to back off and I was following you know the kick bump Pilates and and I really pulled that back even at at some points um because you know the third trimester is what it is (laughs) but I was really fortunate for the rest of the the pregnancy that I could stay quite active and almost in my normal routine and then that way when it came to being ready to exercise postpartum um I felt like I hadn't lost everything I hadn't lost all my strength altogether and I with that I also hadn't lost the motivation or the habit of exercise as well because I'd kind of kept moving my body as I said it didn't have to be you know a full-on workout it could have just been a walk around the block or stretching but because I prioritized that movement each day um, throughout the whole time I've, I've kept that motivation to continue to do so so that's that's something that I do every day for me and you know sometimes it's with Harvey sometimes he's in the pram and we'll go for a walk together or sometimes he's on the play mat next to me while I'm kicking it at home but um most of the times the way that I fit it in is you know I'll have a really nice slow morning with him as I touched on earlier I usually don't look like this in the morning we do wake up most mornings between 5 30 and 6 30 together but um I'll be in my robe on the couch letting him watch cartoons with my morning coffee <laughs> until his first nap um and that is the realistic morning that I usually have and then once he goes down that's kind of when my morning starts and and that's when I like to do either a kick workout or if Josh is home I'll go for a run and yeah find that time for me to move how have you found that I guess you were saying that that motivation for you was still 
there but that you know that journey back I guess to mm. movement is something that's so important to you after having Harvey like was that did you find that challenging or challenging in different ways to perhaps what you expected or yeah for sure I mean I really didn't want to rush getting back into exercise obviously because it's 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 what I do for a living outside of you know just doing it for fun um I really didn't want to do anything that was going to you know put me off for even longer Um, I really wanted to look after my body and do everything in the right way. So I worked closely with my physio, um, Ash, who's our physio on the Keeper Cleaner app. And, you know, she got me doing some things with kick bump, postnatal. Um, and then I saw an internal, um, I did an internal check as well and got my, um, pelvic floor checked out. And it turns out that I actually had a slight bladder prolapse. So I was glad that I didn't, you know, get into anything quickly because if I didn't if I didn't know about that and I didn't get that checked out and I didn't look after my um, pelvic floor and work on all those little things first before exercising that could have got a lot worse so yeah I'm really glad I took it slow um for sure I was I was really keen to get into it and I missed my proper routine and even when I was able when I got clearance and I was able to get back into it I noticed you know a huge drop in my strength and even in my cardio fitness I, I felt so different when I was working out but I I kind of was happy about it. It was almost like I got to start from scratch again and I had this motivation to build up my strength and that was kind of really exciting. So less frustrating, you know, I thought I might be frustrated. I thought I might feel frustrated when I couldn't do something that I used to do or, you know, that I have to go back to kickstart instead of kick fit, which is, you know, our beginner and intermediate program. Um, but I wasn't, I've just been really motivated and accepting. I think that, you know, my body's gone through a lot uh, I, I can't expect it to just be able to go back to what it could do. And I've been able to build up back up a lot of strength, which is super exciting. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited that I can, that I can move my body. I mean, that time, you know, that short period of time where I couldn't, it was really hard um, because it's a huge part of what I do and who I am. But as I, as I said, even if all I could do was stretching, that was my way that I could still tap into that movement. And you still get that time for yourself, which yeah. I think, I guess, is even more, it feels even more priceless now, I guess. Oh, absolutely. priceless. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about any other sort of well-being stuff? Is there anything that you think about when it comes to your energy, especially, I guess, when you're knackered and, you know, maybe you've had a difficult night or whatever, you know, what are your kind of go-tos? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Keeping on top of nutrition and, and, and eating well, that, that has been a real challenge, I will say, because, um, you know, when you're sleep deprived, and I, I mean, Josh cooks a bit and he's picked it up quite a bit since I was heavily pregnant because we kind of both got prepped for me, you know, not being, not wanting to do anything in that newborn phase, which I'm glad we did. So he, he got more into cooking. Um, so we've been all right, but it was just so easy to take, you know, the, quick unhealthy option for a while just because you just (laughs) you as I said he comes first our baby comes first and you know you you sometimes just put yourself last and um you're so tired that you can't be bothered doing anything else and you just grab whatever's in front of you so for a while that was that was life and that was fine you know I didn't let myself get too down about it I kind of just went with the flow but once I was ready to you know get back on top of things you know, I got back into cooking kick recipes and everything. And I realized it's so much easier to stay on top of, you know, being healthy as long as you, you prep for it. So I do things like meal planning now and um, meal prepping so that I just make a big batch of something and then it's just in the fridge and ready 
for those times when I can't be bothered actually turning the stovetop on or anything like that and I can just grab it and go. So just being on top of that has has made me feel a lot better and a lot more myself. I mean, I've got a really, really balanced um, diet anyway. I I don't, I wouldn't even, it, it's, it's not a diet. I just eat what I want <laughs> when I want and, and I've learnt, you know, um, to kind of have everything in, mo- in moderation. You know, I treat myself with chocolate every day because it's one of my favourite foods and I absolutely love it. And, you know, I've gone through a period in my life where chocolate was the enemy and because I never ate it when I did, I would binge on it. So, you know, I, I've found a way to balance it into my life where I can have it every day um, but, you know, I don't go overboard and because I've had a really healthy breakfast, lunch and, and dinner and because I move my body, it's it's not something, you know, I've removed that whole word of, of guilt around food because food is food and, you know, it, it exists for us to not just consume to survive, but it's it's also about enjoying it. So um, I've learned all of that, you know, over the years and I think particularly now being a mum and just appreciating my body, um, you know, I want to nurture it, I want to give it good food and um, that definitely helps with energy. But at the same time, I want to, I want to enjoy it and I just want to <laughs> enjoy life, which is enjoying good foods like that. So I think, yeah, I've become a lot more relaxed on my diet. Um, but at the same time, I do notice that, that when it is slightly more healthy, um, I have got a whole lot more energy. So it is something I'm trying to prioritize. Do you have like a go-to energy snack or something like a smoothie or a bliss ball or anything like that what's your kind of your your recommendation yeah I love smoothies like it's I have a smoothie every single day and, and whether it's like you know it's got oats and peanut butter and all of that filling stuff in it for you know an actual breakfast um or a, a snack I smoothies are my go-to absolutely yeah same same I'm very much like I got my partner onto them and we're kind of like if that's the healthiest thing we have all day then for breakfast and then it's yeah. at least it's been like a good start you know oh, like especially in lockdown <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nice and something I wanted to ask you about was you shared um I think it was a couple of weeks ago now maybe or recently anyway a really powerful post on Instagram where you talked about burnout and feeling overwhelmed and setting boundaries for ourselves and I think it would resonate, it resonated with me. And I think it would resonate with so many women, you know, parents or otherwise. And I wondered if you'd just mind telling me a little bit about, you know, how you're feeling at that time and what sparked that post really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm coming out of it now. So it's still, it, it's obviously, it's still life. I mean, life's overwhelming for everyone these days. Um, but I think, because we've been so, especially here in Melbourne, you know, in lockdown for so long, for so much time, that was our new normal. That that was the normal. You know, we went through a period when we first went into lockdown of of missing normal life and and feeling out of routine of our normal life. But you know, because it's almost been the last two years that we've been in lockdown, that became our normal. So when we were coming out of lockdown, I think, you know, a lot of people were super excited about getting back to, um, you know, traveling or seeing people and going out for dinners and all that sort of stuff. And I certainly was as well. That was a huge part of my life prior to lockdown. But at the same time, I'd become so comfortable just with Josh and Harvey and in our own little bubble at home. And I'd, we'd finally kind of got on top of a routine with Harvey with sleep. And, you know, I'd got into a bit of a routine with working from home and finding that balance and, and getting on top of that and feeling a lot better because, that's one thing that I have struggled, you know, since having Harvey is, you know, when I'm at work, I have FOMO of being home, but then 
when I'm with him at home, I have FOMO of what, what's going on at work. So, because, because I love Kik, Kik was my first baby. So it's, um, yeah, that, that's been the biggest challenge, but through, I, I started to just get used to that. And then we came out of lockdown and suddenly I had to, you know, now factor in traveling to the office or, you know, traveling to meetings or going to a photo shoot or adding in social events now because they can happen. Um, and it was really overwhelming, <laughs> it was, um, especially during this period where we started to test Harvey on taking a bottle for, you know, the, the times when I was at work and he was refusing it. And it went for almost two weeks. And I'm so glad we started trying when we did, because if we'd started any later, I wouldn't have been able to go back to work. I wouldn't have been able to go do things because he would have had to come with me or Josh would have had to just follow me around (laughs) everywhere because he wasn't taking the bottle. And that was really, that made me incredibly anxious. I would have, you know, breakdowns every day thinking like, you know, and, and, you know, someone might be listening to this and think, why didn't you just, you know, go to formula or do something else so that it wasn't so um, attached to you. But I, love breastfeeding I'm so so grateful that it worked out for me and that I can um and I'd like to do it you know for as long as as it still suits and still fits in and so I really wanted to try and make it work and you know that meant me pumping every time I'm not with him and and Josh you know defrosting breast milk and and feeding him out of the bottle so I I really just wanted to make that work of course if it came to the point where we had no other option. Absolutely. I have nothing against formula or, or any other form of, you know, getting him fed. Um, but it was just something I had my mind set on. Um, so it was really overwhelming when it didn't seem like it was going to work out. But then th- thankfully he he took the bottle and he started taking the bottle and he was totally fine. And so I was able to go to work. But of course, then I was sitting at work and, you know, sitting in meetings and I'd might get a notification on my phone about him being put in his crib and suddenly I just wanted to be home. You know, it's, it's, it's a really hard kind of thing I'm trying to tackle at the moment is finding the balance in the priorities between work and, and, and Harvey, because I am still so emotionally attached to being with him. Um, and I mean, that might never go away. Who knows? <laughs> but I am feeling, I think since he turned about six months, I have been feeling a little bit clearer and a little bit more myself and, you know, able to sit through a meeting and actually, you know, be super focused and, and super focused on kick and nothing else. And it's only after the meeting that I think about him or something like that. And um, so I'm just working all that at the moment, but it's, um, it, it is isn't a really overwhelming time. And I think the, the biggest thing that I've tried to do for myself to take the pressure off a little bit is not feel bad to say no to, I think particularly when it comes to social events, like I am so excited to see everyone and to spend time with everyone, but I have also become okay with being the one that says no or that misses out or that actually is quite open and honest with my friends and says, you know what, it would actually be so much easier for me in my routine if you came here for dinner. Like, can we catch up that way? Because I think, you know, for a while I was feeling really guilty about people kind of working around us with Harvey, but at the same time, you know, we're the first out of our friends and, and family to have a baby. So it, it is hard for our friends, I think, to relate sometimes. And so I think it does take us just speaking up and saying, hey, this would actually be so much easier if you would come here. And of course, every time they're like, yeah, totally. Cool. That's fine. Well, that's it. Because I'm so that friend. I've got lots of friends with kids and I love going to people's houses. It's so much cozier and things. It's nice. So. so, yeah, I think it's just, 
it's just being and, and also being open to accepting help you know I'm so fortunate we're both so fortunate our friends and family are around and and they often do reach out if we ever need time to ourselves or me to go back to work like people have reached out so it's about accepting that help um and you know just not over committing when it comes to social events and then also for me it's not over committing when it comes to work because for me I'm I've worked out that it's not about the quantity of work that I'm doing. It's it's about the quality. And for a while there, I was just trying to do a lot and I was trying to dip my toes in a lot and get it all done and still be a part of the day-to-day and, and, and work through it. But because I was trying to do a little bit too much, I wasn't really executing everything, you know, to the best of my abilities. So I've tried to strip that back and, and yeah, really focus on little things and and just do what I can. And and it's funny because when I speak openly to Laura about this, you know, I'm super fortunate that my best friend is my business partner. She's often like, you know, why no one's asked you to come back full time or no one no one's asked for this. Like, it's fine. I just need to know what you are able to do and like we can work through this. But like you don't need to take that pressure off yourself because it's certainly not coming from me. Like don't <laughs> and it's just it's yeah, I'm fortunate to have her, but it, it is it is important. For me to just remind myself of of that and, and slow it down when I need to. <laughs> and then we spoke earlier about how being active and moving your body is a really big part of your self-care and how you kind of, I guess, yeah, have that time for yourself. And I know you're a really big fan of your skincare too. You love your mm-hmm. skincare. You work with brands such as Clinique and, yeah. you know, mindful skincare, I think, is a really big thing for a lot of people. It's their time for themselves. And I wondered if that's the case for you and what's your kind of can't do without product, I guess. Yeah, I I love I love skincare <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, I I don't know what it is. It might be you know that little time to yourself that you get to spend each morning and night. But I mean, when I say I love skincare, I love trying different products, and and I, I'm so fortunate that I do get to try try so many different products from different brands, and it's really fun. I enjoy it so much. But I always kind of just strip it back to basics. It's funny when it comes to my actual routine that I follow every day. It is quite simple. Um, and something that hasn't changed from my routine actually is from Clinique. It's the Clinique Moisture Surge. And that's been in my, that's been in my kit, my skincare routine, maybe 10 years. Like it's been my go-to moisturizer. You know, I tried different brands, different serums, different foundations, different, and I have a lot of fun with all of that. But when it comes to the moisturizer, um, I always just end up picking, picking up that little tub again. I don't know. It's just, um, it seems to just work really well for my skin and always has. So that would probably be, yeah, that'd probably be my go-to and, um, I couldn't live without moisturizer. I'm a big fan of moisturizer. (laughs) And you're so right. There's always the one that you come back to always like it's so true so yeah classic (laughs) one always maybe it's something that you've like I don't know picked up from your mum or a sister or family member or something and it's just like yeah it's always your kind of your trusty toolkit so and then obviously you mentioned we spoke about your last cover and that even in the few years since then it's been huge for kick but this year has been big for kick too you know 2021 and so there was the launch of kick bump kick run you know looking ahead to 2022 you know when this issue when this issue and this episode comes out Mm. can you share what's in store you know what are your goals with Laura you know what's the focus what can you what gossip can you give us (laughs) I can I can it's so funny Alex because you'll get to hear this before you know before it's actually happened so it's special this stuff no one knows this thing um so yeah we've got a few things um with the when it comes to kick bump which was super exciting to be able to launch that you know um in 2021 
especially seeing as I needed to follow it, <laughs> um, it worked out really well. But we've got more uh, post, uh, sorry, prenatal Pilates coming, um, which is exciting because we know that you know our um, kind of community of of pregnant women is growing, which is really which is really really awesome. So we've got more content coming for them to follow. Um, we had a really great response to the Kick Run program, which was really exciting. I myself even followed the zero to five k um program which was which was awesome and such a challenge but you know it was just really good for me to do it alongside the community and struggle along with them I'm not the runner out of the duo Laura I always remember you saying that that running wasn't your kind of go-to ever so yeah come such a long way with that I have I have I know and um you know the community has too there was a lot of people who joined the program who used to say they hated running or that they never thought they could and you know they enjoyed the zero to 5k program so much that they wanted the next thing so we are releasing what we have released now that this has come out um the 5 to 10k program as well um, amazing which is great and yeah I I haven't decided yet (laughs) if I'm gonna follow that one just yet my my biggest thing for me with running was I I wanted to be able to kind of have it in my routine and go for one or two runs a week and whether it was three or 5k just go and do it comfortably so you know for me following the zero to 5k program was all about working up my my running fitness and to one day be able to run 5k non-stop which I know I can do already but it's a real challenge for me and I really have to push myself to do it and you know at the moment because I haven't finished the program yet I, I probably would finish the run and whilst I felt good for doing it, I wouldn't be super motivated to go and do it again because it was so mm. challenging. I didn't really enjoy it. I want to come to the point with running where I where I do just enjoy it and I do just go for a run every now and again. So can't prom- can't make any promises about me following the 5 to 10K program, but I know the community is super, super excited. Um, this is a big one, actually, Alex. We have a new trainer joining us, which is super exciting. His name is Leo, and it's a brand new form of workout on the Kick App, which is kind of boot camp style. And he'll be joining us in January, so would have joined us by the time this is out. Brilliant. And we've already filmed um, the content with him, and he's just got such an amazing energy. He's such a great addition to the Kick Squad. We're just, yeah, so excited to see how the community likes his workouts. Um, and yeah, he's he's yeah, he's awesome. And um, we've got some new strength challenges happening with Danny. Um, you know, brand new masterclasses with our OG trainer Danny, which everyone loves. So that'll be great. Um, and then yeah, a lot more, a lot more. We don't stop. We just want to <laughs> keep keep making it even uh, bigger and better. So you just have to stay tuned for the rest. <laughs> what do you and Laura kind of? I guess in general, is what's your kind of. I guess focus maybe even just in the long, long term future, you know, I guess maybe reflecting on how things have been during the pandemic and how fitness has played such a role in people's lives from that mental side as well as the physical side, you know, what's your kind of, has that changed maybe your outlook or ethos for the brand in any way? Yeah. I mean, the goals for the brand is still just to empower people, you know, from kind of all corners of the world to feel confident in their own skin and to just work out or eat well for the right reasons um you know and what I mean by that is to to kind of have their own set their own goals and and to do it for their own reasons and not because they think they have to um you know and 
and to to do all those things in a sustainable way and to learn how to eat healthily or exercise in a sustainable way that they can follow for the rest of their life and I'm not saying they have to follow kick for the rest of their life but through following kick they can they can have these learnings um and find that balance that works for them because I think that's that's something that we often we often have this mistake that we think that there is one way to live healthily or you know healthy only looks one way but really living healthy is is finding a balance that works for you where you can live a happy life um and you know feel good in your own skin so however you do that whether you work out once a week or six times a week or you know you follow kick fit or you just do yoga or whatever you do and then when it comes to diet as well whether you eat you know, healthy Monday to Friday and then weekends you you like to treat yourself a little bit or, you know, you're like me and you treat yourself every day with chocolate because it's just a part of life. Um, whatever healthy looks like for you is is healthy. Like that's something that we, you know, really try to to make sure people understand. Um, and so I think we'll just continue to, to push that and grow the community. Community is our core. It always has been. It always will. They're our biggest support network and the best place to get feedback um but also they're just they're so encouraging and I think it's it's quite humbling for us you know anytime we feel like we might be getting a little bit disattached because we're in the the back end of things a little bit too much we'll just have to log into that Facebook community and be reminded of why we do what we do and it's it's the best um I mean speaking of back end Laura's doing she's she's our CEO and she's doing an incredible job it's so it's so amazing to see her grow into the leader that she is today I mean I know she's always had had it in her um but you know things have happened in the past where her confidence and and mine even has been has been knocked down a little bit and it's just been so so amazing to see her blossom into you know the incredible leader that she is today I think particularly with me through this time stepping back because of Harvey and everything like that um I can do so so confidently knowing everything's gonna be fine because she's so incredible (laughs) so um I'm really excited to see her continue to flourish and and yeah our team to continue to grow so that we can just reach more and more people is there a kind of speaking of that business side of things you know that being an entrepreneur and running the business is there perhaps a, a brilliant piece of advice that you were given that always sticks with you or maybe a, a lesson you've learned perhaps in response to a challenge? You know, what kind of are some of the biggest takeaways for you, I guess, since starting Kick? I think something that Laura and I have finally come to terms with is like we've finally learned that we can trust our gut, um, that more often than not, we know best. <laughs> um, I think you know, it's so incredible to have mentors and it's so incredible to reach out and and to get advice and to ask questions. And, you know, I definitely don't want to scare anyone away from doing that because we've learned so much from doing so. But I think sometimes we've put really large decisions in other people's hands because we haven't had enough confidence, you know, in ourselves to make the decision for ourselves. And we've later, I don't want to say regret because we've learned from everything, but we've later realized that if we'd kind of just trusted our gut and went with what we thought, things might've turned out a little differently and a little better. Um, And so I think moving forward, we have grown a lot more confidence in making those kind of decisions ourselves, you know, still going to people for advice and getting their two cents, but still making the decision at the end of the day 
for ourselves and making it ourselves, um, that is something that we've learned. So definitely trust your gut is a big one. If it is your baby, your passion, and you know, you, you probably do know best. Um, I think something that we've come to terms with is like, we are, we are a kick, we're a kick squad member. Like we, we follow kick every day. We created it so, so that we could, and we are a part of the community just as much as any other person in the community is. Um, and so I feel like when it comes to doing something for them, we know the community best and we do motivate our team to do the same, you know, our, our team at kick, um, they might not all follow kick to a T, absolutely not, but they've all, they've all used it and whether they use it for the recipes or the workouts or they just log into the kick community every day and they're a part of that, it's really important to us that, that they get really soaked up in it because we've learned that with that in the back of your mind throughout every decision that we make, if we really put them as people first, um, the decision will be the right one. And um, so that's, yeah, that's become really important to us and, yeah, trusting our gut not being scared to fail. Every time we failed, we've learned a lot from it. As long as you don't make the same mistake again, <laughs> probably the, the best advice. Yeah. I'd love to know also who inspires you. I guess we've spoken about Laura as well, but you know, if there's anyone, you know, whether it's professionally or whether it's in another area of your life is, mm. you know, people you look to whether, you know, whether people, you know, or maybe from afar. Yeah. I mean, a hundred, I could not answer this question without mentioning Laura. Like she, for me is a inspiration in every facet of life. Like she's an inspiration for me as a businesswoman. Obviously I think she's a bloody boss. She's incredible. And she motivates me every day. Um, I think she's an inspiration when it comes to fitness. She's yeah, this, <laughs> she's so encouraging and, um, and excitable and, and, and makes working out super fun. Um, and then, even as a person, like as a friend, she's so caring, she's selfless. Um, you know, she always puts others first, no matter what's going on in her life. And she just, she has this amazing ability to be, she's so empathetic to anyone, like absolutely anyone. You don't have to be a friend of hers. You could be a complete stranger and she will somehow be able to put herself in their shoes and be super yeah, super great with them and super empathetic. And I, and I love that about her. And I, and I really do look up to her, um, as a person in general, you know, it's, it's motivating to me and, um, to be that kind of positive light in people's lives, I think. So I look up to her a lot for a lot of different things. That's why she's my best friend. I try to spend as much time as possible with her so that she rubs <laughs> up on me. Um, yeah. but she also reminds me a lot of my mom. And I think that's why I love her so much because my mom is, much the same when it comes to life and friendship and and who she is she's a super selfless um caring person and so I think I just try and surround myself with that that kind of person because I think even when you take that into into work whilst it can be challenging at times because you know work isn't all fluffy you do have to have hard conversations and make hard decisions at times so it is hard to be that super caring selfless person um it's still so nice to have that as a, as a backbone, I think, as a person when it comes to the workplace. So yeah, those, those two, my mum and Laura, they'll forever be my inspirations for many things. Number ones. Yeah. And I'd love to know, cause I always love this question. I feel like it brings out fun things for people. Can you share something about yourself that might surprise people or maybe a lot of people won't know? So I don't know whether it's a, a hidden talent or a fun mm. fact or what do people know about you? 
I mean, so I have a few things. Some people might have heard these things before because, you know, I've been asked this question before. So if you've, if you've read a lot of interviews that I've done. <laughs> Probably by me. You might have, <laughs> maybe. But, but, um, but I love it too. I think something that a lot of people don't know about me and I think made the assumption um, because I, you know, when I was a full-time model, I did a lot of bikini shoots and everything like that on beaches. Um, I'm actually afraid of the ocean. I oh. hate deep blue water. I hate waves. Um, I'm just not super comfortable in the ocean. If you ever see me in the ocean, it's either incredibly clear and dead flat, like the kind of water you see at the Maldives or something, um, and I still don't go that deep. Or if there's waves, I'll I won't go deeper than my hips. Like I'm I'm and if I am deeper than that, it's because Josh is with me and he's talked me into it and I'm not feeling that comfortable out there. Um and I think it's just because I grew up going to the Murray River. I grew up on the on the river. So I'm used to, you know, brown murky water that that flows straight, that has no waves unless a boat goes by. So that's my you know, I think it's just what I grew up with and um and so that's a fear that I think a lot of people wouldn't assume that I have um I've had yeah. to do shoots before I've had to jump off a boat into deep blue ocean water and I had a panic attack because I was so scared so um it's yeah it's certainly there and then I think when it comes to a hidden talent um I'm really good at copying cartoons <laughs> so okay. not not um not like a stencil like I'm not tracing but I can look at a photo say of Bugs Bunny, Tweety Bird, you know, The Simpsons, whatever, I can see it in front of me and draw it on the piece of paper um, as if it was traced. And it's oh, a really wow. weird talent because, like, what what do you do with that? <laughs> but, um, but, but it is something that I go back to every now and again when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Sometimes I just... I just draw and I'll just draw a cartoon and I'll feel better. I'll feel connected to, you know, my childlike state, which was very, you know, when I was growing up, I loved art and I loved being creative. And um, so it kind of makes me stop. It takes me off my phone for a long period of time, which I love. Um, And yeah, it's just something I enjoy. I've got this drawing in Harvey's room, which when I was pregnant, I started drawing some of my favorite characters on this piece of paper. And I just kept drawing the, and it's this collage of like, all of these cartoons that I grew up watching um and then right before he was born we decided on his name and I wrote that in the center of it so that is in his room and it's something we say good night to every night as a part of his good night routine oh I love um, that yeah it's a random talent but it's, it's but I love that because it's nice now because you can do the, all these lovely things for Harvey and I guess yeah. as he grows up so, and you know what as soon as when you said copying cartoons my first thought was that you meant doing like impressions of cartoons oh. and I had this like, <laughs> no. image of you I don't know doing a Bugs Bunny or something like that oh, and I was please, like wow no. that is different <laughs> And just very lastly, if I think people will take a lot away from the chat and stuff today, but if people were just to take away one thing, what would you want people to maybe keep in mind or think about, or maybe it's something that, you know, you'd want all of us to know when it comes to our well-being? I think what we touched on earlier about healthy looking different for for each of you, I think that's the the biggest thing that I would love people to walk away from because I think it is something that we get stuck on. I think, you know, we think we're doing great and then we see what someone else is doing and we compare ourselves to them and suddenly we don't think what we're doing is good anymore. And that is so not the case. Um, and, you know, I think once we realise that, that we all have a different healthy balance in life um, and whatever works for you might not work for others, I think 
once we all get used to that, there'll be less comparing and, you know, less guilt around things like how many times you exercise per week or what type of exercise you do or what your diet looks like. Um, and we can all just live and do what works for us and not worry about what anyone else is doing. And that, oh my God, that's the dream that that is, you know, one day. I hope that we can look at each other with motivation and give each other encouragement rather than, you know, compare ourselves and be down on ourselves. Um, I think it's awesome if you can follow someone even if it's just on social media, who inspires you and, you know, makes you feel great about yourself or motivates you to do better for yourself. But, you know, if that turns into comparing yourself and, and being down on yourself and not feeling like you're enough, then that's that's not on, that's not okay. So, yeah, I think um, really try and hone into what makes you feel good, work out how many days a week, moving your body, however moving your body looks, work that out for yourself and especially when it comes to your diet work that out for yourself don't let anyone try and tell you differently um and yeah just aim to be happy (laughs) that is a perfect note to end on Steph thank you so so much for taking the time and yeah enjoy the rest of your day oh thank you so much it's so nice to chat to you yeah you too thanks Steph If you love Steph as much as we do and want more on her, pick up a copy of the latest issue of Women's Health with Steph on the cover. Inside, you'll see some exclusive shots that we took of Steph and Harvey. They look so cute. There's also so much more goodness in those pages and on our website, womenshealth.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.